At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. Yep, it's Old Mavison. It is the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Got a lot going on today. I'm going to talk about the NFL's least points allowed prop bet. I love this on Bet Rivers. It has something to do with the Broncos. Uh, also, going to look at the Rockies. They've got the Pirates tonight. Little Nuggets Summer League, huh? Championship odds. And. ESPN ranking Javante as the overall running back 10. Not in fantasy, in real life. I will discuss that as well. Plus, Nate Kreckman should be joining me in just a little bit as well. We'll start with the front range four, the four biggest stories in sports on the front range. So we've got the least points allowed prop bet. No one's found this yet, and (laughs) they will, though, after I talk about it. I absolutely love looking at this. It has a lot to do with the Broncos as well, because the Broncos have the second highest odds to allow the least amount of points in the National Football League. And it's pretty easy. You can just look at this and you can go points per game because ultimately they're playing 17 games. They're all doing it. Points per game is going to tell you um, how much uh, that they're giving up scoring wise. So, to score the least amount of points, I'm not doing this. I'm going to bet the most or, or, or score the least amount. We did this last week, actually, with Houston, the Bears, Seahawks, Panthers. Uh, lines moved just a little bit here, which is nice to see, actually. Wow. Um, also, uh, we've got the teams to concede the most points, the team to concede the least points. 
Here's where we go. Okay, Bills plus 500, Broncos plus 700, Rams, Patriots, Niners, and Bucks all at 10 to 1. So let's get into this here. There's some other teams. Bills at 5 to 1. Last year, they allowed the least points per game at 18.3. They were terrific. Now they brought in Von Miller to rush the quarterback. They did lose Levi Wallace, but this is still a really formidable group that returns nine starters. They faced the Rams, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Dolphins a couple of times. You know, that's six kind of tough matchups from an offensive standpoint against your defense. But this team's an elite unit and definitely in consideration for a bet. I'd like a little higher. If they were at seven to one, I would hit them. They're at five to one. Not enough for me with the bets that I'll be making. I will be making a Broncos bet. Shocker, right? Seven to one for the Broncos. Last year, in case you didn't know, the Broncos were number two in points allowed at just 18.9, right behind the Bills. So 18.3 and the Broncos 18.9. Now, I think they upgraded this offseason big time. Uh, my issue with betting the Broncos here, the numbers tell us they have a great defense. Uh, they could actually have a great defense, but... I'll look at that schedule in just a moment. So they returned nine starters. They added Randy Gregory, DJ Jones to the mix to improve the defensive side of the ball. So I think they'll be personnel-wise better. Will they be coached up better than what Fangio did? There's one thing to say about Fangio that was good. Defensively, he was awesome. Uh, Here's a problem. The offense should be much better, and I wonder if the pace should be faster too, and does that lead to higher scoring games? Now, they face the Chiefs twice, Chargers twice, Raiders twice. Three of the best offenses in football. That alone is going to make it difficult uh, to post extremely low opponent point totals. But I must say, I must say that I think they're going to have that elite defense. They also have the Rams, too. And who knows if there's a team I'm discounting. Good news is they face the Texans, Jets, Jaguars to start. I love the talent here. Uh, They're going to be more dominant between the 20s. They're definitely in the mix to be the best team defensively as far as points allowed. I'm going to take the Broncos at 7-1. This is an elite unit. All right, we'll get to the Niners now. This is another good bet. I like this. They were fifth in scoring defense last year at 20.6 points per game. They are 10-1. They brought in Sharavius Ward, a cornerback. I like that move. I like that move a lot. Quan Williams is gone. Um... And they, they drafted a linebacker, Drake Jackson. So San Francisco's defense was awesome. Fifth in points allowed per game, sixth in rushing yards, seventh in passing. And Nick Bosa is just a stud. And Fred Warner is an awesome linebacker. And they've got some monster players. Eric Armstead, D. Ford, Javon Kinlaw. One of the best defensive lines in the league. Uh, they're going to be great. They get the Seahawks two times. That's great. They get the Bears. They get the Commanders. They get the Panthers. There's some real soft spots. They do have the Rams. They do have the Cardinals. But I'm going to take this bet at 10 to 1. I think this is a great bet that the Niners could end up leading the league in scoring defense. Plus, they play in the NFC. I mean, we talk about a murderer's row in the AFC. It's just not that way in the NFC. San Francisco, again, 10 to 1. I'm taking that bet. Rams, 10 to 1. Tied at ninth last year in defensive scoring, 20.3 points per game they did bring in Bobby Wagner they lost Von Miller okay uh Sebastian Joseph Day too they lost him to the Chargers I like that guy uh they 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 draft a cornerback a safety um so you've got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Bobby Wagner now so they got star players everywhere fifth in rushing yards allowed fifth in sacks 
I mean, Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in the league for my money. Um, you got Ramsey, you got Wagner. They're stacked. Uh, they need to hope that Bobby Wagner can produce at Von Miller's level from the playoffs. It's a star-studded defense. I'll pass. I'll pass. Um, just, uh, I, is there going to be regression? I'm not sure. Teams are going to be hunting them at 10 to 1. If I feel a little unsure, why am I going to bet it? Uh, Packers, 14 to 1. Green Bay finished 10th in scoring last season in defensive scoring. 21.3 points per game. I think they... Uh, Slow down the pace a little bit this season. Maybe run even more without Devontae Adams and you know Aaron Rodgers not getting any younger. They were 10th allowed in points last season. They used their two first-round selections on defense. Uh, top 10 of passing yards and rushing yards allowed last season. They were a really good defensive team. And again, in the NFC, we like that. We like that. Uh, Jair Alexander should come back healthy. I think he's one of the top seven or eight cornerbacks in the league. Played just three games last year. They get to face the Bears twice, the Lions twice, the Giants, Jets, Commanders. I mean, we're talking seven games there. Just NFC teams, and then you get the Jets. They're in the mix. The Packers are in the mix at 14-1. to 1. I'm going to pass, but it was a tough pass there. And then we got the Saints at 15-1, to 1, okay? The Saints. Um, they've got Jameis Winston to turn the ball over, at least the shorter fields. That's not that alone is not enough to keep me off this team. They give up the fourth fewest points per game, 19.7. They'll likely be in the mix. Um, they do play in the NFC. They brought in the Honey Badger, Teron Matthew. Uh, they drafted a couple of uh, big players with uh, linebacker DeMarco Jackson and Alante Taylor at safety. So again, fourth and points allowed. Lattimore and Cameron Jordan anchor this defense. Demario Davis, love him. Honey Badger, like I said. And uh, the Saints defense really was the reason why they went 9-8 and eight last year. And they didn't have Jameis Winston. I mean, that, that team without this defense was easily a 12-loss team. So it's tough to score on the Saints. It is tough to run on them. And I love this team. I'm going to take a shot on the Saints at 15-1. to one. Yeah, 15-1. to one. So here's my bets. It's going to be the Broncos plus 700. It's going to be the Niners at 10 to 1 and the Saints at 15 to 1. I just I want to let you know I bet these two. This is not me just reading these things off. I put a lot of time and a lot of effort into this. Uh, other teams that could make a run, I suppose the Patriots at 10 to 1. Um, the Cowboys at 20 to 1. Eh, I don't want to bet them. The Titans were terrific last year, possibly the Titans. But for the most part, uh, I'm going to stay away from these teams that are lower. The teams with the worst odds at 100 to 1, you got the Falcons, Panthers, Texans, Jaguars, Jets. The rest of the AFC West, the Raiders at 40 to 1, the Chiefs at 40 to 1. Then you see the Chargers at 31. So you got a 30, a 40, and a 40 to 1, and then you got the Broncos at 7 to 1. Uh, it just tells you what Vegas and the sports books and Bet Rivers think of this Broncos defense. All right, that was number one on the front range for four biggest sports stories on the front range. Let's get to number two, the Rockies. Man, yesterday was tilting. We pushed, but they were up, what, five to two in the top of the fifth inning. Had the uh, first five money line for the Rockies, and then they give up three runs in the fifth. It's 5-5. I mean, that's a push, but that was a bad push. I didn't like it. 
Um, but they did take three of four from the Padres. They won eight to five. They're 13 and three at home against the Padres since the start of last year. I mean, they've won what? Six of seven against them at home this year? Swept them and then three of four? Six and one at home. They're 41 and 49. They're fourth in the West, NL West. They're heading into the final series for the All-Star break, which is at home against the Pirates this weekend. I just want to talk about their preseason win total real quick. 70 and a half. You saw it at 69 and a half, 70 and a half. They're likely going to make you sweat the over, but I think they're going to get there. You know, 41 wins in 90 games. You got 72 left. You're telling me that they're not going to win. They're not going to go 30 and 42 in the second half. I, th I think they get there. <clears throat> I think they get there. Here tonight, and if they repost the win totals, <clears throat> I'd probably take this up to 72 and a half to the over. God, I hate betting worse numbers, though, in the season. But we have more data now. Uh, tonight, we got the lefty, Jose Quintana, on the mound for the Pirates. He's probably going to be traded um, after starting the season off pretty well. 3.59 ERA, 1.31 whip, and 85 in the third innings. I think he's a number four starter on a contender, and he's going to go up against Herman Marquez, who I believe is a number three starting pitcher on a contender, pitching better in his last couple of starts. The Rockies just, I don't know what they're doing. They're not going to be good for a couple of years. Go get yourself a couple of big prospects. You're going to get a nice return for Marquez. They're just not going to. Marquez has owned the Pirates, by the way. Five and one, one, seven, six ERA in six meetings throughout his career. So offensively, the Rockies lead baseball and scoring at home at 5.8 runs per game. They got the highest home OPS and the highest weighted runs created at home against lefties. I told you I love targeting this team against lefties. It's very fun to do so because it's profitable. So Rockies are an above average team at home at 26 and 22. Pittsburgh just 18 and 29 on the road. One of the worst road records in baseball. One of the worst teams in baseball. But they're kind of fun. They got this kid O'Neill Cruz at shortstop. Uh, Key Brian Hayes who was supposed to be a big time stud struggling a little bit right now. Pirates have a bottom five um, offense, their defense, the Rockies defense, not good either. So I, I like the Rockies a lot. I'm just not betting the money line. So what I'll do in this game, I'll watch it. I'll target it live. If I can get a Rockies down one, nothing in the first three innings, then I'll back them because I'll get a pretty good number. I might even get, we, we might even get even money. So just keep that in mind. Don't have an official play. If you're, if you're okay with minus 150, I'd bet it. I would. It's just the juice is too much for me. Number three on the front range four, four biggest sports stories on the front range. Nuggets Summer League Championship odds. They're still sitting at 10 to 1. Tonight, they are two and a half point dogs on Bet Rivers. The total is 169 and a half. And the Nuggets team total is 84 at minus 110. Uh, Christian Brown, my boy from Kansas. Uh, he's not been good. He's won for his last 20 from behind the arc. Um, you got Watson, the kid Watson. Peyton Watson, 3 of 14 last game. But these guys are playing good defense. I like it. And they're playing a Sixers team that's given up more than 90 points in two of their three games. So maybe this is where we hit the over for the Nuggets. It's summer league. And again, I can't take too much out of this. But I really need to see Christian Brown start hitting some shots. Um, and, and here's the other thing I love about these young guys. All four of them. Brown, Watson, Gillespie, Kamagate, they defend. It is very reassuring. They defend. Uh, over 84 is the lean. I'll look at the news before this thing starts. Um, 
maybe we get some news that there's a couple players out for the Sixers that are good defensively, but yeah, it's it's a lean to the over. It's a lean to the over, and that's all it is. Let's go to number four on the front range four. Four biggest sports stories in the front range. Ooh, Jeremy Fowler continues to ask front office members, coaches, players who the best of the best is. Okay? So, who's the best of the best at running back? Um, they give Derrick Henry number one. Javante's on this list in the top ten, by the way. Derrick Henry's number one. Um, he's just, God, he's breaking down. Too many touches, man. But when he was healthy last year, his first six games, 4.8 yards per carry. He is the best in the game. But I'll say this. If they, if he gets injured again here, almost any point in time, it might be time to just throw in the towel on Derrick Henry's amazing career. I'm not there yet. I mean, I love this guy. But if you go back and you just look at the amount of work this dude has had, I mean, he had 303 attempts in 2019 he had 378 attempts just for rushing in 2020 and then you know you're going to add another 18 19 catches on that we're almost 400 touches in 2020 and then last year was just getting run into the ground too so i'm with them i think derrick henry when healthy is still the best running back in the game i'm worried about the injuries though and i think we just started seeing it last season um, I'm going to go number two. They're going to give it to Jonathan Taylor. It's hard to argue against that. You know, he struggled his rookie year and then he just burst onto the scene. You know, he runs over people and I'm a fan of this dude last year. Um, they had him outside of the top 10. They're behind Josh Jacobs this year. They got him at number two. I mean, he's just, he had 1,811 yards rushing. There were nobody was within 500 yards of him. 18 touchdowns, but 332 carries. Again, you know, how long can you run these guys into the ground before they break down? I don't think that Jonathan Taylor is a breakdown candidate this year, but 40 catches, 332 attempts last year. That's 372 attempts last year. Man, that is a lot. Um, if he gets that workload again next year, I'll be very, very hesitant. But number two is Jonathan Taylor, and I think it's a good move. Number three, Nick Chubb. You know, we all talk about it. He's the best runner in the game. He's not an all-purpose back as much. But the last two years, he's averaged 5.6 and 5.5 5 yards per carry. I mean, <laughs> this guy is ridiculous. Um, he broke off a run of at least 70 yards for the third time in four years. Second in the NFL in runs of 20-plus yards with 12. I mean, he's just amazing. I'm, I'm with you. Number three is Nick Chubb. Now, they've got Dalvin Cook, number four. The guy hasn't played more than 14 games in any of his five NFL seasons. Is he talented? Is he the fourth talented running back in the league? I'd put him right there with Kamara. But the injuries, I'm not buying this one. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. Very, very talented. Great burst. Misses too many games. Alvin Kamara is number five. He's going to be suspended this year. We'll put an asterisk next to him. But boy, he was everything. He had four straight years of 80 or more catches. Fell behind last year with no Drew Brees, 47 catches last year. But boy, he is just, he just chews yards up, whether it be as a running back. But again, 3.7 yards per carry, a little question mark there last year. But he still breaks tackles. He was top five there. Um, 
Alvin Kamara is great. He's going to be suspended, though. Number six, they got Joe Mixon. They just don't use this guy on third down. I don't get it. They don't. He's a two-down back, and it blows my mind how they just don't use him on third downs very often. Um, he did get 292 carries. He did have 1,200 yards and 13 touchdowns, um, and he had a 300-yard receiving season. But, boy, I'd like to see him in the mix more. So that's kind of coaching there at number six. I think and then Mixon's right where he should be. Then there's Christian McCaffrey. I, I'm, uh, I'm over. I'm over CMC. It's too bad, too. I live right where uh, this dude grew up. They love him around here. And, unfortunately, uh, the workload was just way too much. Way too much. So we're talking 2018, uh, 326 touches when you count the carries and the receptions. 2019, which is where I think they broke him, he had over 400 touches. He had 403 touches between rushing the ball and receiving. He can't do that. And then he played three games and seven games. He looked great when he was on the field. I just think the Panthers ran him into the ground. And by the end of the year, we're not going to be talking about him as one of the top 10 rushers or receivers uh, as far as yards go. I just think they broke him. Najee Harris of the Steelers, number eight. He's fine. He's a volume guy. Let's see. I, I just want to see more out of him. Volume. He had a bad offensive line. He's 6'1", 232, though. Um, 62 rushes for a first down. He has a nose there. I think, I think I'd move Javante ahead of him. I'll tell you who, who else I rank ahead of him. Aaron Jones. He's at a timeshare with um, A.J. Dillon. But I must say this. You know, 1,190 total yards. He didn't get a lot of work. 4.7 yards per carry is pretty good. Um, he's terrific in the passing game. I think he's very, very talented. I just don't think he's going to get the, the workload. I actually think that Javante Williams gets a bigger workload than him. You talk about a guy, uh, nobody's better after contact. He's a good pass catcher, 43 for 316 yards. I would like to see him in the 50s. I mean, he's just a stud. So Javante, I move ahead of Aaron Jones. I move ahead of Najee Harris on talent alone. I move ahead of McCaffrey because I think he's going to be healthier. I move him ahead of Mixon because he could be a three-down back. Uh, this year, I'd move him ahead of Kamara because Kamara is going to be suspended. Um, I think Dalvin Cook is just about as talented, but he's had injury issues. So I think Javante this year, as far as talent, the situation that he's in, Give me Javante as the number five running back in the NFL. I know people say, oh, you're, you're biased. No, no, this guy's just that good. And he does have the chance to leapfrog Dalvin. I think get into the same conversation as Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. I, Jonathan Taylor's just getting all the work. Derrick Henry stays healthy. He's going to be number one again. He's 28 years old. But uh, Javante for me, I think he's going to be a top five guy when it's all said and done. We return, Nate Crackman, Altitude 92.5. Got a lot to talk with him about next on the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com to sign up. Must be 21, must be located in Colorado. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's a wonderful time of the week here on the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Nate Kreckman out to 295 joins us. And uh, Mr. Kreckman, Yo. I got a lot to ask you about this week. Good. I'm going to start with the Rockies, okay? Yes. Can we do that? Let's, um, let's why are they so reluctant to trade Marquez and Crone at the top of their value? And why are they so hell-bent on keeping Daniel Bard when there's no shot of competing for the next couple of years? What's what's going on here, Nate? Okay, so the, those those a lot of different questions there. Um, because I, I think that Marquez is a different question than Crone uh, and Bard. And, and let me explain. Starting pitching is the thing the Rockies have none of outside of Marquez and... Freeland and Sensatella, okay? And nobody looks at that and says, you know, that's like a 90s Braves rotation or something like that. But it's as deep a pool of starters as the Rockies have basically ever had at one time. That's why they don't move those guys. Also, if you look at the organization right now, there's no pitching coming up the uh, pipeline. Peter Lambert and Ryan Rollison um, are, are both injured at the moment, um, and, and they're recovering, so they've sort of fallen off the rails a little bit. You look around the rest of the organization, um, you know, their, their top prospects, their top pitching prospects are all either in A ball um, or, or in rookie ball right now, so they're they're quite a ways away. So the, the organization, because the Rockies can't sign free agent pitching because nobody in their right mind that has any value at all would ever go sign with Colorado to go pitch there, they they hang on to their pitching, and while I think the plan is uh, debatable and partially flawed, I at least see the argument on, on the side of hang on to guys. Now, the the other part of what you asked about Crone and Bard, and I'll put Jose Iglesias in there as well, um, all three of those guys should get traded. All three of those guys should absolutely get moved this year at the, at the height of their respective values. And I think those three guys are – Arguably the three best players on the team this year. I'll probably lump Charlie Blackman into that as he has had a resurgent season. Every single one of those guys will get moved. None of those guys are still going to be here when the Rockies um, are, are hopefully ready to have a semi-interesting Major League roster again around 24 or 25. Every single one of them should get moved, and I don't trust that the organization will move a single one of them. All right, so here's my pushback on Marquez. Okay. First of all, he's, he's 27. Yeah. You still have two and a half years on his contract. So yep. it's through 2024, right? Yeah. Well, that would be, yeah, two and a half years. So other teams are going to look at that and say, oh, my God, he's coveted. Yeah. He's affordable. He can pitch in Coors Field. He mm -hmm. can get the job done here then. Yeah. And you're not moving Marquez for nothing. I mean, you would expect at least – a number two, number three starter in return for him. I think they could get him. You're talking about them being competitive in maybe 2025. Well, when he's a free agent, if he's any good, they're not going to be able to afford him. So I get what you're saying here, but I also get that it's just, it, it, it doesn't make sense at this point. I, because you're, they don't have, they're not going to spend the money to re-sign this guy if he is a stud. Let, let's be real about this, Holden. Like, if, if this, again, if the Rockies operated like, like any other organization, um, they, they, they should be looking to move Marquez and Freeland and Sensatella, all of whom are on club-friendly deals, um, all of whom 
would have value in any other market in the major leagues. And this would be an opportunity for the Rockies to just get massive hauls of prospects back in return. This is where in, in some ways um, I I've covered this team and talked about this team for so long. Now I have uh, like uh, I got a, I got like kind of a Rocky Stockholm syndrome going on. It's a rock home syndrome, I guess is, is what I've got where they, they don't operate the way that any other club in baseball does. And so, yeah, like we, we can yell and scream um, about everything that they should do, but they won't. So I, I do sort of try to adjust my analysis for the bad ways in which they do business, because that's the only way they're ever going to do it. As long as Dick Monfort owns this club, um, they're just they're going to do things backwards. They're, they're going to do things in a way that the rest of the industry um, rolls their eyes at and gets confused at. Um, but but it's the only it's the only thing they're going to do. So you sort of have to talk about it that way. Moving Marquez, you're right. It's a no brainer. They won't do it. I promise you, they will never ever do it. And so entertaining the notion is just an exercise in futility that makes you want to bang your head against the wall talking about this weird baseball team. Chad Cool's got to go, too. He's got it. The, what's, what's their argument going to be? Well, we're not going to have anybody to compete. Good. Blow the goddamn thing up. Just blow it up. Yeah, you shouldn't. They, I mean, they, they, at this but, point. but they should have done that last year, and they should have done it two years ago. They, like, they Well, not two years ago, but you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody should be moved like the Rockies should absolutely bottom out but like, like look at the way that the team is constructed right now number one when Dick Monfort talks about his team he talks about his team like yeah we're just we're, we're right there you know this year he thought Chris Bryant was going to put them over the top plus he assumed oh okay I'll I'll add former MVP with the dreamy eyes Chris Bryant and people will buy tickets to go out to Coors Field but here's where that plan is flawed Holden you realize they're number six in the majors in attendance right now? Number six, yeah. okay? And this is their third year in a row. Um, no, check that. Fourth year in a row being bad. They haven't been good since 2018. People are still filling the ballpark. They're, they're the, you know, you know they're, they're the mountain time zone Chicago Cubs right now. Coors Field yeah. is Wrigley Field. People don't give a crap if this team is good or not. They'll still do attendance. They'll still draw. So blow it all the hell up. Like, people that... The fans in this town and people that live here have told you again and again, we don't care if they're good. We just want to go to your beautiful ballpark. Take advantage of, of that notion and say, okay, it doesn't matter if we turf out because I can rebuild this thing and I'll still do good at the gates. But they don't think that way. No, it, it, it's a hot club to go to course field is like a hot club everybody wants to be there this is awesome out. it's great. beautiful place yeah. beautiful place always packed yep they just you're going to still get the money even with a crappy team at less payroll yep they already um, are crappy so it's just be I just, crappier i i know that it's not going to happen i would just love to sit down with ownership and be like what are you doing you're you're an ass <laughs> you know like well, this is literally the worst plan that I think anybody could think of. Holding can, uh, on to players too long and then not developing enough. You, you can it's email just... Dick Monford. He'll, he'll, he'll email you back from his iPad, I promise you. No, he won't. He will! I swear to God, he will email you back. Send him an email. You will get okay. back from Dick Monford. Dick Monford. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do that. It, but but it's always sent from his iPad. All right. Make sure you send me his email. Okay? I literally have a T-shirt uh, that, that uh, the guys at Deco Apparel made. Um, it's a purple T-shirt. And it's got the sent from my iPad signature on it right there. Yeah, that's when you get emails back from Dick Monfort, it's always from his iPad. Oh, that's going to be wonderful. <laughs> what is he going to say to me? Because I'm not going to be like very easy on him. He won't be easy back on you either. It, it's, you do so, read up on it, man. You can find old emails that Dick Monfort has sent to people in which he basically tells them, if you don't like it, don't come. That's what he does. Um, okay. This is just... Yeah, fan frustration as they send Monfort emails. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just amazing. Yep. Okay, good for him. Um, not good for him, though, because he's putting on a crappy product and he literally has no idea what to do. And this does not have anything to do with me uh, not wanting to go to the games. This has everything to do with what is right in Major League Baseball. Right. And he is, he is the opposite of right. Okay. Um, here's a cool topic for you, if you'd like. The Broncos are plus 700 to have the fewest points allowed with their defense. It's the Bills, number one, at plus 500, and the Broncos at plus 700. And then you get into a whole bunch of other ones. I talked about this earlier on the show today, and I find it fascinating. So on one hand, and I'm just going to talk this out with myself, and then we'll see if you, I'm sure you have something. You're sharp enough. But this is going to be different. No Fangio, mm -hmm. first of all. Mm -hmm. Second of all, I guess the offense, you should play with a higher pace. Maybe the other team's going to get the ball more. But I think, A, they've really upgraded. I like Jones and Gregory. We'll see when Gregory gets out there. I think that there's a legitimate a legitimate argument here that Patrick Sertan's going to be a top 10 defensive player when it's all said and done. Yep. Um, so ultimately, I'm going to back it. I'm probably biased a little bit, but they were second last year. They could be first this year despite the tough games in the division because they still have some some layups too. What do you think of the Broncos' defense headed into here? I don't think it's that good. Wow. Yeah. Let's hear it. I don't think it's that good. Um, okay. I, I think Sertan is really good. I think he's really good. I think Simmons is really good. Their mm -hmm. secondary is terrific. Mm -hmm. I have questions about that front seven. I, I really do. Um I I don't I haven't seen Bradley Chubb stay healthy and be consistently productive since his rookie year. Um, Randy Gregory is already going to be missing a significant portion of training camp as he recovers from off-season surgery. Um, I love DJ Jones up front. Uh, I, I've got a lot of other questions about the rest of their defensive line. I kept waiting for Draymond Jones to take a bigger step last year. It, it didn't really happen. Um, their, their linebacking group is a, a bunch of no no names. I mean, a bunch of nobodies. PFF, uh, here's the unit rankings uh, for the Broncos defense from Pro Football Focus. Secondary 12th. Secondary 12th. Which, they have two absolute stars. An aging Kareem Jackson. Uh, I like Kwan Williams. Ronald Darby didn't do a ton for me a season ago. Defensive line ranked 17th. Um, again, I like DJ Jones. I don't trust the pass rush. Um, and, I, and I see what they're trying to do with the pass rush. The Broncos are basically throwing as many bodies as they can at the pass rush to see what's going to stick. You know, they use their highest draft pick on Nick Benito, who's essentially a third-round pick. Uh, they use their highest draft pick on it. They move Baron Browning to the outside. 
Um, Malik Reed is still a part of this group. Jonathan Cooper is still a part of this team. They're just they're throwing bodies at the pass rush to try and find it from somebody because so far, I mean, outside of Gregory, who obviously they think highly of, um, there's there's just there's a lot of question marks right there. And and the, what, the linebacking core is very, very flawed. So on a, um, on a personnel level, what's the difference though from last year? They had Von Miller who really wasn't producing. Mm-hmm. Chubb was still injured, right. and they still ended up in second in points allowed. Uh-huh. So are they taking a step back? I mean, they really – I thought they'd get better by adding some of these players, right? Are, are they not going to be as good because Fangio isn't there? Or you just don't think they're, that last year was an aberration? You, you take a step back because you don't have Fangio, and last year was absolutely an, opera, an aberration – operation aberration – uh, because I think that that team played a lot of four corners football, man. They were they were just trying to bleed out games and everything else like that. I, I this defense again. I I like the secondary. I got major questions about the front seven. I think this defense is right now okay at best. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just literally aren't going to agree on anything today, and that's no. fine. Um, that's wonderful. But yeah, I I think the talent is still there. The coaching is the question. You know, do they coach them up? Right. Uh, the pace will be different. They yep. should score more points. And I think that pace thing is is going to be a big factor for this group, giving up more points. Yeah. But the Bills last year did the same thing, and they had the number one scoring defense. Mm-hmm. And that offense took it to another gear. So. And they didn't you know, have a pass rush. And they, well, now, yeah. Now yeah, yeah, they went out and they addressed that, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. They sure took did. care of that. Mm-hmm. But, again, they, they I love the Jones signing. Gregory, you know, you have to wonder what you're going to get out of Gregory right. at this point. But the secondary is so damn good. Secondary is good. Man, I, I, I'm less down on the line than you are. To me, it's the linebacking core that's that's questionable. Mm-hmm. Jewel is is healthy. I think they'll be all right. Chubb, contract year. Don't you aren't you amazed by guys that get healthy in contract years? <laughs> kind of like Mike Mike Williams couldn't stay on the field. Right. However many years he's in the league, had a career year, signed a monster contract. I'm telling you right now, unless the dude breaks his, his spine, Bradley Chubb's playing like 14 games this year. I'm telling you. It's it's just <laughs> it's contract years, dude. These guys they somehow find another gear. How well you'd have to. How many sacks did Chubb have last year? Uh, did he have a, a sack? Yeah, he didn't, did he? Not a single one. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a starting outside linebacker right there. You, yeah. You might see why I have some questions. I do. I do. We can blame it on the COVID or, you know, whatever. But and you're hey, right. I, I really think Fangio was brilliant. I, I think he was brilliant. Yeah. Um, that's that's going to be tough to make up for. Okay. It's the, it's the All-Star Week doldrums <clears throat> next week. That's why I'm, uh, I told my sister if she could schedule her wedding for that week, it'd be great. She actually did. So I have an awesome sister. She, she understood that. It's great to get out of town. So my question for you is, what the hell are you doing? What are you talking about right now? Is it non-sports stuff? What's the hot stuff coming up next week? Yeah, yeah next week's a good question. This week, believe it or not, this is the world where you live in when you live in the town where they just won the Stanley Cup. NHL free agency has been interesting. Good. Like we're we're kind of locked into it right now. And and at this hour, maybe by the time people listen to the show, 
Uh, it could be different, but at this hour, Nazem Kadri is still unsigned, and that's a that's a fun little thing to speculate about and watch. And it's weird that he hasn't signed. He's like the the one guy in the NHL that hasn't signed anywhere. So the Abs aren't out of it yet. But uh, you know, they pay Josh Manson and they pay Arturi Lekkinen. Uh, like a lot of the moves that they made, brought back a few of the fourth liners. Get it going. Get a goaltender. Uh, pay that guy like the. Man, I just change in the in the front office avalanche the the avalanche in their off season. When you're a championship club, your off season's interesting, and we've been talking uh, a lot about that this week on the show. And you know, just the this sorted you know big picture summer sports talk kind of topics. Yeah. Well, here's something else, and I spent a long time on it yesterday. Mm-hmm. These three off seasons with these GMs and we got two new ones. Yeah. You know, we got one in with the nuggets, one in the abs. I would say that these three guys, I've never seen an off season by a city. Like we've seen with those three teams. I mean, the, forget about the Rockies. Yeah. We've had all these offs. The nuggets completely reshaped defensively. Mm-hmm. Love what booth did. Yep. Love what the abs are doing right now, yep. especially like Lekin and deal. Mm-hmm. And then to go out and get yourself Russell Wilson. Like, I, I don't think the general managers in this town could have any better success. And I would say all of them have to be of a handful of guys to have the best off seasons that there were. And the Broncos would probably lead the way. Yeah, I mean, you, you go and get Russell Wilson and reshape your your organization. That's the, that's going to do it. Sackick just won uh, the Jim Gregory Award for mm-hmm. the GM of the Year in the NHL. And, yeah, like – I like a lot of what Calvin Booth has done, and I like that he's addressed the weaknesses on the roster sort of around the fringes and not messed with the core that, when healthy, is one of the very best in all the Western Conference. So, yeah, um, it's been a good front office year. Um, You know, I haven't necessarily uh, framed that topic in that way. I'm stealing it. I'm using it on my show today. Yeah. Of course you are. Yeah. You should. That's the reason why you come on this show. We got the GMs. I gave you the the defensive thing. I mean, you got everything. Why would you not want to come on this show is the real question, uh, besides for everybody being sick all the time. Hey, uh, <laughs> I mean, you got kids. It happens, pal. How are you doing betting the summer league with the Nuggets? Uh, Tonight, uh, they got a total of 84, and they're playing a team in the Sixers that give up 90 points a game. Yeah. It, uh, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm waiting for Kristen Brown to hit a three. You know, I, uh, settle down. I, he hasn't made, what, what, it's the summer league. Just one? relax. What he followed up an over eight with an over five. Come on. He's man. won for his last 20. He'll be fine. It's uh, the off season. He just won a championship. Relax. <laughs> I'm loving my guy, Matt Mitchell out of San Diego state. That's, that's my favorite nugget summer league player this year. It should be, uh, lo- love me some Matt Mitchell mid majors all day long, baby. You know how I roll. Um, uh, I, I've given up on uh, betting NBA summer league. I had a brief okay. foray into it and I have, uh, I have since quit. So it, it, it was very good to me at first, and then it got way too damn unpredictable, and I'm out. I'm out on betting summer league. That's it. You were excited about it last week. I was. You're out this week. I was, yeah. It uh, it, it started going bad for me. It, it started really going poorly. So I uh, had to exit. I'll, I'm sticking with baseball for now. Sticking with baseball and assorted WNBA bets. And by the way, sticking with baseball, I think that the Rockies, if you did bet, what was it, like 68, 67 and a half? And maybe a close at like 70 and a half. They're breaking through that. I think it's going to be a sweat late, 
but 41 and 49 through 90 games they're they're breaking it yeah no they, well thank god they, they get to play the padres as often as they do they're eight oh, three against san diego this year so that that's worked out really really well yeah look at the padres record i think they're 13 games over 500 uh against everybody else and then they just get their asses kicked when they play the rockies so uh plus the pirates coming in this weekend they stink another opportunity to be able to add to that total Rockies will hover around 10 or 12 games. I don't know, anywhere between 8 and 12 games under 500 all season long. That number will grow when they go on the road, shrink when they come back home, and they'll win 73, 74 games. All right, my friend. Uh, make sure you give me a shout-out for all the uh, topics I give you. I will. You have Springer again today? I do. Yeah, Mark Springer Love hanging him. out uh, today. Um by the way, I'm uh, going to lay the four with the Lynx against the Indiana Fever tonight, okay? That's not, that's my WNBA not, plan of the day for you. That. I'm not telling that. The Fever stink. I'm sorry. They're really bad. Yeah, I don't I – don't, uh, unless you have, like, a super whale play, I can't do it. <laughs> this does not sound like a super whale play. This just sounds like something you like. I do. I do. I, okay, uh, yeah. I, I have a heavy lean to the Lynx tonight, okay? All right. All right, on that note, we can't end on the WNBA, dude. I'm Just say something else about something. Mountain West. Still be a foul. Mountain West Come football. On. Come oh. on, give me something on the Mountain West. How's Colorado State doing this year? Um, I, I tell you the team that I love in the Mountain West, I love Air Force over eight and a half wins. Ooh. I love Air Force over eight and a half victories this year. Um, the – the home portion of the schedule is good to them. Um, let me pull. Hold on. I, I'm actually. I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, well, you, well, yeah. You you forced me to. Yeah. No. I'm not going on vacation. The last thing I talk is WNBA, and you're betting it because one team sucks. Um, I am gonna bet it because one team sucks. But no, listen to this. Um, <laughs> Air. So Air Force. Um, they're gonna they're gonna start four and zero, maybe five and zero. Uh, total on them that I saw yesterday was eight and a half. Uh, Northern Iowa at home, they're going to kick their ass. Uh, CU at home, Saturday, September 10th. Air Force is going to win. Uh, they go up to Laramie to play a rebuilding Wyoming team, and then they get Nevada at home on Friday, September 23rd. Nevada's in a massive rebuild. Jay Norvell is now at CSU, and he took basically all of his players with him. So Nevada's taking a step back this year. Um, they got Navy at home on Saturday, October 1st. Service Academy matchups are always a little bit of a toss-up, but there's a, there's an excellent chance right there for Air Force to start off 5-0. and um, They go to Logan to play Utah State in early October. That's probably going to be their first loss. They weirdly lost at home to Utah State. Um, Air Force was a top, uh, top five scoring defense, I think, or no, top five total defense in the country last year and then somehow utah state racked up like 700 yards against them blake anderson knows what he's doing by the way in logan uh road game at unlv saturday october 15th air force is gonna gonna win that uh they got new mexico at home they got csu at home um air force is really good physique daniels is a studded quarterback brad roberts uh ralston valley kid from arvada uh, rushed for nearly 1,400 yards a season ago. Um, huge thing to always look for when it comes to Air Force. Um, take a look at their offensive line. I think they have uh, four upperclassmen starting on their offensive line. When Air Force has upperclassmen on their offensive line, they're good, okay? Uh, so eight and a half was the total. I'm already on the over on Air Force this year. I think that's a 10-win team this year. They might win the Mountain Division, but they're really good. They were really good a year ago, and they lost like three guys. They're really good.
Just amazing, Nate Kreckman. Thank you for saving this. I just bet it while you were talking Good. at minus 110. Good. So we're going to go to the over on Air Force. Yep. We're going to fade his WNBA pick. We're going to disagree <laughs> with him on the Broncos offense or defense, the Broncos defense. And we will also disagree on uh, the Rockies just because. All right, Mr. Crackman, plug everything, buddy. What do we got going on today and MLB All-Star Week? Uh, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. We're on from 2 to 6 this afternoon. Nazem Kadri watch continues. Rockies and Pirates this weekend. Um, we, we are going to talk a little bit about the All-Star Game. Home Run Derby. Uh, we're going to dig into some of that. Who do we like right there? Uh, I had a great conversation with my buddy Mitch Moss yesterday. He's, t- he's running through the exit belows and the launch angles on all the – the the stat cast numbers on the on the guys in the derby yeah. <laughs> just yeah. hilarious break silly yeah it's a it's people have strategies and systems for that yeah. and they usually don't work <laughs> <laughs> that's that's no, just I'm, sports betting okay yeah. <laughs> no 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 that especially for this one I'll tell you this I can't believe it's been a year though since I took my kids to go see Otani son it really is amazing. It's been a year since we had it here. So yeah, it was that was Bummer, a great, great week, man. Great event. It was really fun to have it, it here. Um, yeah. But yeah, all all star game next week, and uh, actually, and I, I go to Vegas next week for actually Mountain West Football Media Day. So I will certainly have more thoughts on uh, on those totals. Leave me a wonderful note. Uh, I'll be there the week after you, hanging out with uh, the guys from Vston. I'll I'll say hello for you for Mitch Moss. Beautiful course all right my friend thanks old nate crackman altitude 92.5 thanks for listening to the show i'm headed out of town we'll have some broncos content next week follow me on twitter at holden radio thanks to nate thanks to steven young our producer and have a great weekend